if we are here through desire, then Saint Augustine says, if you desire to know God, you already have faith. And so we ask with the disciples, Lord, increase our faith. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 1 to 9 and 19 to 25 reading from the New Living Translation. Hope in the Lord's faithfulness. I am the one who has seen the afflictions that come from the rod of the Lord's anger. He has led me into darkness, shutting out all light. He has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. He has made my skin and flesh grow old. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and surrounded me with anguish and distress. He has buried me in a dark place, like those long dead. He has walled me in, and I cannot escape. He has bound me in heavy chains, and though I cry and shout, he has shut out my prayers. He has blocked my way with a high stone wall. He has made my road crooked. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. Timothy chapter 1 verses 3 to 14 reading from the New Living Translation. Greetings from Paul. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience just as my ancestors did. Night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you. For God saved us, and called us to live a holy life. He did, he did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from, beginning, from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this plain 
to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Saviour. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. I am suffering here in prison, but I am not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. I'm going to share with you something today. The gospel reading, had we read it from Luke 17, we find the disciples ask question, um, Jesus what may seem a very strange question. The disciples have spent face time with Jesus, listening to him, learning from him, and they still ask him, show us how to increase our faith. Jesus replies that it is not a great faith that they need but faith in a great God. And we need to distinguish here between faith and belief. When it comes to belief, we are told that even the devil believes with fear and, and trembling. Belief is to do with our minds. It's about how we see the world. It is reasoned. We can believe in God, but still have a weak faith. Faith is about being in a loving relationship with God, with a great and powerful God. Faith is not just to know with our minds, but also to experience in our lives and in our hearts. Faith is allowing God to work in us and through us. It is to experience him and his love for us. So how can we increase our faith? I believe we can increase our faith by deepening our relationship with God. But how exactly can we deepen that relationship? We can firstly, we can look up. We can fix our eyes on almighty God with whom all things are possible. We need prayer and we need praise to build our relationship with God. We don't know how that relationships build, but we but it does. When I use my mobile phone to call my son when he's in France or to call my friend while she's abroad, I can hear their voices clearly. I can even video call them and see their faces. Now. I don't know. Technically, I do not know how this is possible. There are no cables, no visible connections, but I can talk to them, can see them even while far away. I know that that technology works. 
And please don't ask me how it's possible that millions of people can speak to God at the same time and that he hears each one and that he is able to listen and to answer. I cannot understand how that happens either, but I know that it works. Just like a mobile phone, our time talking to God works even though we may not understand exactly how. Just like a mobile phone, our time in conversation with God strengthens our relationship with him, allows us to share what is happening in our lives, enables us to say just how much we love him, enabling us to feel close. I can't imagine not being in touch with my children, even though I can't be with them physically, I can't see them. My relationship them with them would be damaged if we didn't talk, if we didn't spend time and effort to keep in touch, if we didn't share life together. When we make time to praise and to pray, we have the attention of the most powerful, merciful and loving Father God. We can spend a moment in heaven, if you like. And don't we all need a little time out from all that's going on around us? I don't know how it works, but I know that we can speak to him and that he will answer again and again. And knowing that surely increases my faith, knowing that my relationship with God, just like any human relationship, grows and matures over time if I work at it. My relationship with God enables me to feel accepted and loved and I can love in return. And building that relationship develops trust. Time and past experiences teach us that what we put our faith in is worthy of our trust or not. Take a chair. Any of us would just sit down on a chair. We don't check it. We don't examine it. We don't carry out stress tests on it. We don't ask to see reliability reports or health and safety reports. We just sit down. Why is that? Because we've all sat down on a chair a thousand times and we often, always, don't end up in a big heap on the floor. We trust that that chair will take our weight. And so it is with our faith in God. So we can look up. We can also look back. And when we look back, we see that God has proved faithful in the past. Right through the Bible, we can see God's people telling and retelling what God has done for them throughout their history. It builds them up, encourages them to keep going. It builds trust. What God 
had done in the past, he's able to do again. It builds faith. The steadfast love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. Sometimes I know it's hard to see God in our present circumstances. But when we look back, we can see where God has been with us before. We can see God's footprints. Looking back, we recognize God's hand in our previous situations, recognize that the reason we managed to get through something was because God had moved, because God had walked with us. Experience teaches us to trust and dispels doubt. And we can, as Lamentations say, dare to hope when we remember what God has done before. So we've looked up and we've looked back. We can look down. What are we standing on? We've sung this morning about having a firm foundation. Are we standing on a firm foundation or are we standing on sinking sand? There are so many promises of God that apply to our relationship with him. He says to us, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Seek me with all your heart and you will find me. Ask and you will receive. Knock, knock the door and it will be open to you. His promises are sure because, and this is unlike what is potential, what could potentially happen in a human relationship, God cannot and does not lie. God can never let us down. God will not disappoint us. Because we have an assurance that what he says he means, the foundations on which we build our faith is solid, is firm, it does not change. The Bible tells us that knowing God is a rock on which to stand and not on shifting sand that leaves us unsure of our footing. So we can look down, trust in every promise that God has ever made because he is there for us. And having looked up and back and down, we can look forward. And this isn't the looking forward to hearing from you or looking forward to a good Sunday roast in a couple of hours time type of looking forward, but to look forward with a heart full of hope and expectation that the good news will happen for you, that God has your future in the palm of his hand. Looking forward to spending the days of your life in a loving, satisfying and steadfast relationship 
with the one who loves you more than any other. And then for that love to continue to spill over once this part of existence is done into eternity. He is on the road that we tread. Wherever life is leading us, he has gone before. Perhaps we have no clue about what lies ahead of us, but we know who is ahead of us. So the future is not quite so unknown after all. Looking up, down, back and forward with God is only made possible because of one thing, the cross. Up, down, back and forward forms a cross. The cross is where God meets us. We can focus on what he means to us, but more importantly, what we mean to him. The cross shows that God was what God was prepared to do for us. The cross shows us God's love that could not let us go through the sacrifice of Jesus. The cross offers us forgiveness and acceptance, our debt paid and our place in heaven secured as long as we keep our focus on him. The cross means, as we have read, that we can dare to hope in our future for eternity. I know the one in whom I trust, says Paul in his letter to Timothy. Jesus, Jesus who reigned in heaven before the world began, Jesus who has returned to heaven to take his rightful place. Jesus who is worthy of all the honor and the praise that we can give. Jesus who loves all he has created and wants relationship with each and every person who wants to love every single one of us. Jesus who came down to earth to give the foundation of our faith by dying on a cross to pay the debt we owe for our wrongdoings. Jesus who has led and guided his people throughout history and Jesus who has promised never to leave or forsake us going forward. You may have doubts, you may have questions, you may even have fears, but you can put your trust in the one who can and will come through for you. Do you consider your faith small? A small faith, but putting a small faith in a huge and mighty God is all we need to do. People have been doing it for ages past. And today we're here, aren't we? We're meeting together. This is church. Are we not here because 
we are clinging to the hope that what God says, what he teaches and what he promises is real and is true. Is this not faith? If we are here through desire, then St. Augustine says, if you desire to know God, you already have faith. And so we ask with the disciples, Lord, increase our faith. Let us pray that we grow to love with all our heart, with all our soul, all our mind and all our strength. And to put all our trust in God who faithfully loves us. In all areas of our lives, all around us, is a God who wants to love to pour out mercy, to walk hand in hand and shoulder to shoulder with us. All we need to do is put our hand in his. This is faith. I could
content in this podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved.